Thank you for tuning in to the Voice of Encouragement with Pastor Jamie Lingerfeld and myself, his co-host, Angela Lingerfeld. Good Sunday morning and welcome to the Voice of Encouragement radio show. Uh, I'm your host. My name is Jamie Lingerfeld. My co-host today is my most beautiful wife in the whole world, Angela Lingerfeld. Good morning, baby. Good morning, everyone. We have a show from heaven for you, I really believe. Uh, we just want to thank you, too, for tuning in today. And we just, uh, we're just we really believing that God's going to speak some encouragement, some hope to your heart. Uh, I have one of my best friends and uh, one of the advisors probably for our ministry in many ways he doesn't even know, uh, a brother in the Lord, a missionary friend, and also a minister, uh, Pat McWhorter. Good morning, Pat. How are morning. you, my brother? I'm doing wonderful. Thanks. We just had some good prayer here in Elberton. I just want to start off by saying I think that it's the heart of God to move in Elberton. And I believe that God is turning a lot of things that's gone wrong in your life. I believe that the Lord is looking for the corner to turn them all back around and make them work for your good if you'll just come to Him. And I just want to encourage you and let you know that you are greatly loved. Pat, is, uh, I asked him to come and share on this week's show, and uh, he probably will be on next week's as well about one of the many talents and giftings the Lord gave him. You know, I believe that God gives gifts to the body of Christ from ministers and gives ministers as gifts to the body of Christ that, because the, the callings and offices are a gift. Uh, Brother Pat, I have known, he's probably one of the best street ministers I've ever worked with in my time. Um, and I have worked a lot on the street. And I think I preached almost two Almost 300 days the first year in the worst project in Gainesville, day after day on the street with my wife. And Brother Pat, when he had a moment, would come and help. But Pat has an ability to write and communicate the heart of God through writing. And I wanted uh, to invite him today to share with you a couple of opportunities you have to buy one of his books. And, and through buying that, let me say that all of the money goes to fund ministries like mine. Uh, Pat is one of our uh, biggest supporters and, and prayerfully and in many, many ways really partners with me and Angela and the work that God's called us to do. And so we really believe in Pat, too, knowing how God uses him. Pat just recently wrote a couple of books. I'm going to ask him on this week's show to share one of the books that he wrote and kind of what the heart is behind it. Pat, would you share with me one of the books this week that you enjoyed writing and that you feel like that God's really speaking and using? Well, one of the books uh, is one that I have been working on for a long time and finished it <clears throat> probably a year or so ago. And uh, not many people know about the book itself, but that's okay. It's all up to God to um, take it and use it for His glory. Amen. But it's called Faith is a Three-Legged Stool. I love the book. And um, it, it's... It, Revealed something about faith that not many people have uh, apparently understood. And I think some do understand it just by, uh, uh, just by the Spirit. But they may not be able to articulate it. And that's the, one of the things that made me want to write it, is that uh, it, it's not, for me at first, it was not an easy thing to articulate. Uh, and the basis of it is is that faith is not simple belief and it's not you can't describe it by Hebrews 11.1 1. that's what most people will give it the definition faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen 
But that's really a, uh, a characteristic of faith. It's not really the definition. So uh, I believe the Lord was trying to show me a, a, the definition of faith. So the definition to me is that it's belief and trust. Yes. Uh, but it's also something else because James says faith without works is dead. Correct. So that tells me that it, if there is no work with the faith... It's not living faith. It's not genuine. Yes. And so that makes works a very integral part of faith. I, absolutely. And, and I struggled with that for a while because uh, works has been so much decried in the body of Christ. Mm. Uh, a lot of people think, well, you get into works and you get into legalism and... Uh, works are not required because of the blood of Christ and the salvation is free. But the truth is, is Jesus is looking for works. It's the fruit. He's looking amen. for works. It's yes, the fruit. Amen. They don't save us. They're simply the evidence that we are following Jesus. Amen. amen. Yes. But there was one other thing that was missing, and uh, I prayed about it and prayed about it and began to see that love yes. is another component. Absolutely. Of faith. I, I, yes, amen. And meaning that that without love, faith doesn't work. It has no expression. Amen. No. Amen. Uh, the, the word says faith works by love. Right. Yes. So right. that makes love integral to faith. It has to be there. It's an ingredient. And so if you put them all together, it looks like a design. In other words... It uh, looks like a molecular structure. For example, we see in the natural, God designed everything, and he happened to put uh, three components to fire. For example, you can't have fire unless you've got fuel, heat, and oxygen. Yes. If you take away either one, you don't have fire. It doesn't work. Well, see, that's the same thing. The same truth exists about faith. Yes. If you take away the works... It's not genuine. Amen. If you take away the love and you still have the faith in the works, if you take away the love, you still don't have faith. You get religion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so what I'm saying is is that when I, when I ran across this, when the Lord showed it to me, it revolutionized my life. Amen. Because all of a sudden I realized I was doing works. But they were very mechanical works. Mm. I was doing them based on the Word of God, but I was not using the motivation that God had given me, the, the very motivation that God himself has. Yes. And that is, uh, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten So son. the giving was an expression of his love and for people. Amen. You know, people can give without love and, right. and receive all sorts of awards and or you approval receive, and if, if you receive something without love what you have is uh conditions attached yeah but if you do it in love then you're doing it by god's motivation absolutely we're we're doing things in the image of god i was thinking i was just the lord just reminded me of this you know the first time that i i heard of pat's book was 2012 me and pat were in kenya and we had partnered up with some other partners who were uh, also, you know, there preaching pastors conferences and different stuff. And I ended up staying on a month. And right before Pat left, he gave me the book. And I had been talking to him. I, Pat had come and was a part of some outreaches that we had done. I had been talking to him about just, you know, there's some things that the Lord will give me 
uh, the concept and the revelation of, but I always ask him for the scripture to be sure I don't get into error and to be sure that it's grounded in truth by more than one witness. And I kept saying, and I understand why he gave me the book because it explained it, but I kept saying, you know, I feel like that the reason that a lot of people don't walk in love in America is because love needs an expression through good works done in faith. And he kept shaking his head and I'm thinking, but no one has ever said anything about this. And uh, that's one of the reasons I really believe in this book he's talking about is because that's exactly what it teaches, that love has to have an expression, and the expression is good works done through faith. And you really can't express love without faith because you have to, <laughs> you have to trust that what you're doing is of God. And I, I, it changed. It gave me the understanding in the scripture to back up what I had been asking God for. And so I just want to encourage you too as well. You know, there's a lot of people in the body of Christ and you see a lot of churches, you know, that nowadays, God, I didn't want to say this, are dead, but it's not. And everybody blames the preacher and there are some preachers and, and I have been one of them 20 years. It's their fault. But a lot of times people's faith is dead because they don't actually live the Bible. They don't try to do something with what you have. And, of course, my favorite saying is the Dead Sea is dead because it has no outlet. So there has to be a living expression of faith in our life because in order to give something to my neighbor, I have to trust and believe God's going to replace it. Otherwise, we in trouble. Amen. <laughs> you know, we in trouble as far as grocery bill goes. But I honestly began to do outreach, and, and I just mentioned that earlier, but in Gainesville, um, me and my wife, the first year before we ever started pioneering a church in the worst project in Gainesville, me and my wife began doing outreach on a daily basis as a lifestyle. And um, probably the first year, I know I went about 300 days. Angela probably had 250 with me. And Pat, Brother Pat came as he had time because he had other ways that he was working in other ministry and stuff. But to make a long story short, I began to realize how I came alive through doing something with what I believed. And I fell in love with loving and, and expressing love through giving to people at their point of need. And it doesn't always have to be a materialistic thing. It can be time. It can be a hug. It can be listening, which a lot of guys like me are not good at, but are learning that that's a very important part of relationships. Um, there's a lot of ways you can you can give your counsel to someone or something. You can give someone a coat. Love looks like what a person is at in, in need of at that moment. And God is looking for a way to love people through giving. And I just want to say that, uh, you know, giving is a godly thing. Pat uh, just brought that up, you know, that God's greatest expression of love was he traded a perfect, valuable, his, his only son for an imperfect, broken world. And I just want to encourage you, you know, you should thoroughly consider uh, reading this book. And, uh, you know, I'm against, I, I was just talking to uh, Stan here up at the station and all, you know, I'm against people reading books, Christian books in place of their Bible. Yeah. I believe that, you know, your Bible should be the first thing you pick up and books are good if you have extra time. There's nothing wrong with them. But being a part of Pat's life and seeing the talent and how God expresses himself through him typing on keys and the, the way he does it. And I'm just now learning. I ask questions about how God uses him because obviously, you know, if you read my Facebook page, I can write a, a sentence or two that God gives it to me, but I'm not a writer. But what makes me curious is how does God use others in the body of Christ? And so I like to learn by observing. So I asked Pat questions and he told me some again this morning about how he gets, a, you know, he prays and how he prays while he's writing and different things to try to get the inspiration. But that book is vital 
is really vital to understanding and for your faith to really be unlocked. And I'm, I'm not a big supporter, so please don't hear what I'm not saying. But I began, Pat began to say things like, well, Jamie, there's a whole group of people in America and our culture that read books in place of their Bible. So someone has to be evangelized that arena of our culture. And well, Angela, and that's exactly what hit me. I thought, okay, well, in a season where I can't go on the street as much, I'll do that and shelved it. And then here recently in my life, you know, God began to show me that that season was right in my life for me to begin to do a a daily devotional. And, of course, it's all scripture and biblical, but it's the thoughts God gives me after prayer every day. And I just write them down. I share them on Facebook and send them out in emails and stuff. And they're eventually going to be in just a little small devotional. I'm not a big writer or anything, but I'm doing it because the Lord told me. But the Lord kept reminding me what Pat said, that there's people out there that will read a book about God before they read their Bible. So someone has to get into that area and offer the real gospel. So uh, I want to encourage you too. Also, Pat, um, before we get into the, the Scripture, even though we just did, broke the Scripture open and began to... Pat, if someone's interested in buying this book, uh, where is it available? Well, it's on on uh, line at Amazon.com. Amazon. Uh, if you uh, go to Amazon.com... Type in slash books, and then you do a search okay. on Patrick McWhorter. Or you could look up the book, Faith is a Three-Legged Stool. It's kind original of easy title. to remember. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I think about that. <laughs> That's catchy. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and also now, when you on this radio show, if you go to my page, which is Jamie Lingerfeld, or you go to the page for the radio show Miss Angela so greatly made for us, called The Voice of Encouragement Radio Show. If you go to it on Facebook, The Voice of Encouragement, we'll have his books shared from a link from Amazon. Also, Angela, what do you have to add about Pat's books? Because I know you've he's asked you to actually help edit a couple for content and just to read them to get your input because he trusts you, and I trust you. So what is it that you've, what you've saw? Well, I just... I- he has novels and everything, so I think that that it can also reach um, people that may not Ooh. be born again, but when they read, it's full of God and full of godly wisdom. And, and, uh, so it becomes a seed. Yeah, it's a seed, and uh, you know everything starts with the seed, and the smallest seed is the mustard seed, but it grows into something mighty. And, uh, you know, I was listening. That was my message. There's no copyright on God's stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I just preached that Sunday, by the way, at the firehouse here in Dahlonega without even knowing I was going to get an invitation. Not Dahlonega, baby. Elberton. Uh, I'm sorry? I I mean, I mean, Elberton. God, where did that come from? (laughs) I was going on the next thing I was going to say. My mind said, there's a squirrel. I don't know if any of you on Facebook's ever seen that. Had a moment where, you know, what does an OCD person do? Which I'm not. I'm healed in Jesus' name. But every now and again, my mind tries to skip like it's not. So I'd be talking, i go, man, look at that house pad. And then I'm like, go right back to what I was saying. So uh, that was just one of the moments where my mind jumped onto a squirrel or a dove or stand or whatever was in the station. I just lost my my focus for a minute. But um, I just want to encourage you. Something else, too. My dad loved Pat. Uh, Pat hunt, Pat's a friend of mine. Uh, we hunt and fish together. And I don't, uh, I, I really spend a lot of time with him. But my, he got to know my father, uh, who just recently passed away. My dad read and asked for every book 
that Pat had because he loved it so much. And my dad was a school teacher, so he enjoyed reading and had developed a lifestyle having to learn new things, which is also valuable. One of the things I like about Eric Lovin uh, and my mentor from years ago, Brother Watford, is they were always learning about God and always reading and studying and trying to grow more and through learning. And uh, I just think that that's also valuable that we all must maintain and be teachable. Well, and I see I see um, God's expression through Pat in such a beautiful way. Oh, it is. Absolutely. You know, like when I read his books, I'm like, I know him, you know, because I'm just so blown away by the content of it. And it's just so amazing. And I see, you know, of course, he's I, I'm different than him. And God expresses uh, his expression of God is different, but it's beautiful, and it Absolutely. just amazes me. And so, you know, uh, I find so much wisdom in just having Pat in our lives. He, he's yes. such a godsend to us, yeah, and um, the the books are just a bonus to me to yes. to see that expression, something different and something beautiful that God has given him. Amen. You know, what you see in a book, I, I don't see that when I look in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's why God has, that's why the body of Christ is important, Pat. Mm. It's because it helps us to be edified in love through the body, edifying itself through encouragement. And that's one of the reasons this radio station, this show is so important. It's because you, there are, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I pray and the Lord's been speaking to me for, you know, um, daily off and on for 20 years. But, you know, it's so important to be in right fellowship with other people. So please, at times when you hear me say things, you know, about there being struggles in our American church, I can say that because I work in the church. But I'm just saying at the same time, you also need to remember that fellowship is vital to survival as a Christian. And without encouragement from others, you're going <laughs> to you're going to be miserable. You need an edification and fellowship. Uh, and also, one of the reasons why we do this group setting online for y'all on the radio as well as online through our uh, podcast and stuff is so that you can get a setting of a fellowship setting because I think one of the things that's missing is not good ministry in the body of Christ from preachers. I just think that people don't sit down and fellowship about where they're at and their struggles, also what God's saying to them and you know what they're growing through with their kids. You know, I just shared with Pat in the driveway uh, here in the, the parking lot. I thanked him for saying something to me three years ago, and I can tell you exactly where I was sitting about spending time with my children. And he did not say, this is what you need to do. He didn't say anything. He just dropped a seed in my heart, and I heard it. And so uh, I was thanking him for all the joy I've had since then from spending time with my kids and saying, you know, had I not took counsel from, a, you know, someone that was close to me. And that's why pastors shouldn't cut everybody off from their life either, because we need to hear, you know, good, encouraging things and sometimes things that just need to be said in love. Well, one of the greatest messages that one can have is the life that we live with without words i mean i'm not saying you don't talk but it's showing the expression of god it's it's living it out day to day and it's being there and it's really important yes. to have that encouragement in your life and to surround your people with the right surround your life with the right kind of people amen you know those of faith and those of love and those that are going to be uplifting, but those that are also going to tell you the truth in love. Yes, and those that through faith and patience inherit promises, as the Bible says. Um, I want to add, would you want to say something else? I want to add one thing real quick, and we're going to break open the word and, and get you encouraged. Pat's, uh, Pat's leaving for Ghana. Now, I, I've known Pat 
for several years, and we've taken mission trips together. He went with my daughter last year to Honduras, but he's going to Ghana, uh, to, and they're going to have what probably is not normal for most American missionaries, and they're going to pretty much be staying in, in the bush and staying, sleeping in sleeping bags, sleeping on the ground, and different things, so they can get in villages where the gospel's never been heard. And believe me, folks, there's millions of people who've never heard the name of Jesus for the first time. And I also want to give you an invitation to be blessed. Our ministry's going to sow into his life and help him to go. If you'd like to give a donation for a mission trip, I can tell you that Pat also runs businesses, and this is not his main livelihood. In books, he does because he has a gift to do it, but Pat's businesses supply his finances and also his managing of money wisely throughout the years also helps to supply his resources so i just want to say but please if god speaks to you to give and you want to give you can go to my page it's uh jamie lingerfelt you can go to pat's personal page it's uh patrick mcorder i hope that's okay but i wanted to give you an opportunity to be blessed and i'm going to share a scripture with you and we're going to encourage you we down to about eight probably seven or eight minutes with you and i tell you i just wish we had more time with you so tune in next week so we can have more time together i want to read the scripture out of the book of zachariah uh the lord gave me this in prayer this morning in zachariah uh chapter one uh verse three and verse four it says therefore say to them thus says the lord of hosts return to me says the lord of hosts and i will return to you says the lord of hosts do not be like your fathers to whom the former prophets preached saying thus says the lord of hosts now turn from your evil ways and your evil deeds but they did not hear me nor heed me say the lord now i'm gonna give you the i'm gonna give you the uh new testament version of that i really heard the lord saying to me that many of you listen to me today that you're just not where you have been. Let me ask you this. If you can ever remember a time when you were closer to God than where you are right now, you've fallen from your first love. And I say that in love and saying that it happened to me, and it happened so gradually that I didn't realize it happened to me until one day God spoke to me this very thing, you don't love me like you used to. And what I'm asking you today is, do you love Jesus more now in your life than you ever have? And if the answer is no, then something's wrong. And I want to say this, uh, sometimes there's distance between us and God, uh, but it's never God that moves. It's always us that kind of start taking a little step sideways. Um, and here's a scripture to encourage you that God paved the way before the world began. In the book of Isaiah, years before Jesus ever lived, he said, all we, that's me too, like sheep go astray, and the Lord laid on him the iniquity of us all. Here's what the good news, New Testament version of that is. Come back to me, the Lord is saying to you today. He's speaking to you in your car. Some of you are fixing to really start crying as the presence of God comes over you. And God's saying, will you come back to me? And, and the Lord is saying this. If you'll turn back, if you'll find that corner on the street where you've headed away from me, and you'll turn it back towards me and try to go down a side block to make a U-turn back the other direction, I'll start moving your way too. I want to encourage you. You know, I've in 20 years of ministry and also being a Christian, I haven't always felt like I do about God or the way I felt the last five years. And all of that was my fault. And I've backslid on God too. So let me hear, just hear me say this. There's no condemnation. God's arms Amen. are open wide to you, and he's moving towards you. He's just saying, you need to look back my way. If you'll just turn over the back of your shoulder and look back, you'll catch a glance of God's love for you. God wants you back in his arms. He wants you back in his house, so to speak, just like the father in the uh, the story in the, in the, I guess, the Gospel of Luke about uh, the prodigal son. And I, I understand a lot about being a prodigal. 
because like I say, it's an experience that I've had. I don't pray that on anyone, but I do say this much. There's a, a really great love and understanding to be gained from coming back. And God's ready to give that to you. And I'm going to tell you something. God wants to restore you back to who he once used you to be, what he created you to be. And there will be no talk over your mistakes. When yeah. when Peter went fishing, I shared this on Sunday's show. When Peter went fishing, you know, Jesus came on the beach and called Peter back to himself. And Peter came up and he never said, now, Peter, not only did you go back to doing what you used to do fishing, but now you took half of my disciples and you made an idiot out of all of us. He never said that. He just said, Peter, do you love me? And Peter said, yes, Lord. He said, well, then will you feed my sheep? Hear me. Some of you at one time had a call to preach. You're listening to me right now. And you just, because of either church or pressure or not understanding or religion, you've walked away from God. God is asking you today, do you love me? He's not asking you to go to, to go come back to church at this moment. He's just saying, do you love me? And will you feed my sheep? And I'm asking you today, is that you? And if that is, and you could be a lady who's called to teach a Sunday school class. You could be someone who's called to serve in a church or serve in outreach ministry like Brother Pat and me were talking about. God has a way that he wants to express himself through you. And I'm going to say this, the world will never be the same until you let God express himself through you. Because somebody somewhere is the only Jesus they'll ever see is going to be in you. So just like Pat expresses God through writing, and I do through speaking and preaching, and Miss Angela does through both, uh, and so does my oldest daughter, God is wanting to express himself through you. And the best part about having God express himself through us is we get transformed too. God is saying, come back to me, and I'll move towards you. So just know this, and let me say this. You can take a little side road off of the trail and not backslide completely, and I've done that too, so I can... I can preach from my own experience. I'm one of those too. But our thoughts, and sometimes we just don't stay focused on the Word and in prayer like we should. And so we kind of start leaning into maybe the comforts of this world, the comforts of a person, uh, relying on what the pastor has to offer at church, which you need good instruction. You need to go to church. Jesus goes to church. He loves his people. He's co he comes there because they're there. But I'm saying you need to be a part of that. But God is really just asking you, will you come back to me? Will you, will you come back to me? And if you happen, let's say maybe you just haven't prayed in a month or maybe it's been a year for you. I just want to invite you today to come back to God. And, and hey, there's no condemnation. And probably the sooner you turn back, the less people will ever know that you turned away. And it does they don't have to know. All God wants to know is, hey, will you come back to me? I hear him saying, if, if you don't mind... You know, just come back. Don't rend your garments. Don't do some religious thing that's been done for thousands of years that everybody does when they want to come back to God. Just come back to me just the way you are and, and let, let your heart be that which is repentative and broken. Brother Pat, what did you and Miss Angela have to say about this? We've got about three minutes. Well, you know, the enemy, Satan is the accuser of the brethren. He wants you to think that you've blown it that there is no recourse, Ooh. that God doesn't love you anymore. That's exactly what he wants you to think. But that's not the Word of God. Amen. The Word of God says, confess your sins to Jesus, to, to the Lord, and that he will cleanse you of all unrighteousness. Amen. Amen. And you're not the only one. I have flunked the <laughs> class. Yeah, me too. I have failed the Lord many times. Me too. But the Lord has urged me every time, 
don't run from me, run to me. Amen. There you go. And that's what I try to do. Is when I miss it, I just say, Lord, forgive me and cleanse me of that unrighteousness. Amen. And he always brings yes. me back. Yes, he does. And I don't take it for granted at all. I'm not counting despite toward the grace of God. I believe in his grace and his mercy. His mercies are new every morning. Amen. Yes, they are, Pat. They're incredible. And he's faithful and he's just to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. It doesn't matter. And you can't outrun God's love. No, you can't. There's nothing that you can do to make him love you any more. And there's nothing that you could do to make him love you any less. Amen. God loves you. Yes, he does. Pat, Amen. I would like you to uh, to just pray uh, for our audience and those that are listening. Um, and don't don't be conscious of this, but you got a good minute, so you got plenty of time to pray. And uh, just speak anything the Lord tells you. Maybe if he shows you anybody in particular, Pat, um, feel free to do that. And you go ahead and share with them, Pat. Lord, you know every soul, every heart, every mind. You know all of us intimately. Yes. And Lord, you know that we're not perfect. Even though you've told us, be ye holy, even as I am holy. But Lord, we can only do that through your power, Amen. your grace, and your mercy, and your patience, Lord. I thank yes. you for your patience. And Lord, I just ask that you would touch those that are listening this morning Amen. touch their hearts father and if they have felt like that they are no more good that they can't be used by you that something has happened in their lives maybe they got divorced um, maybe they uh, cursed or maybe they got angry at somebody and held unforgiveness lord i pray that you would touch those hearts our hearts, every heart. Yes, Lord. Lord, give us the ability to release any unforgiveness, to even forgive ourselves. And Lord, I just pray that your hand will be upon each person, that you'll give us all that confirmation in our hearts, Lord, that we are valuable, so valuable that you did give your son for us, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I just praise you, Father, for your grace and mercy. Thank you for your goodness and your great love, Lord. And your word says that he that began a good work in us will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Amen. And so, Lord, that's what I'm holding on to. Amen. All I have is faith in your word. And, Lord, that is plenty. That's more than enough. Yes. And Lord, I just ask that you would encourage people out listening to this this morning. Yes, Lord. Encourage them to yes, just Lord. grab your hand. Yes, Lord. When they come to the end of the rope, that's a good place to be because then they can grab your rope, Lord. <laughs> so I ask, Father, that you would encourage and bless yes, and strengthen. Lord. And Lord, just let them know in your own special way. Amen that you will draw them back and never let them go. I pray that in Jesus' name, Lord. Amen. Amen. Just remember you're loved, we love you, and God is for you. Thank you so much for listening to the Voice of Encouragement today. Have a wonderful week, and make sure to tune in next week at 1030 Sunday morning. See you then.